Welcome, welcome. This is the Living Box Free Podcast. I'm Becky Ford. And I'm Ashley Insights. Welcome. We are kicking off National FFA Week. What? Yay. Yay. I would be wearing my blue corduroy, but my office is really warm. And if you've ever worn blue corduroy, you know it is not that breathable. I honestly can't say that I have. Uh, We are going to interview. We have a very special guest today. Very special. We're going to interview a current FFA member. Mm Mm-hmm. We're going to introduce her here in just a little bit, have her talk about herself, and Ash is going to be our non-FFA host here. Yeah. To clarify. You know how they talk about how, like, you should have an average person at the Olympics so that you know how good the Olympians actually are? I am the average person on this podcast. You're going to have to tell me what the FFA even is. So. All right. Let's talk about our question before we kick things off. What is on the rise for you this week, Ash? I'm going to go a bit of a downer here and say high irritability is on the rise for me. I've been very annoyed at uh, very small things very easily this week. And it's just, it just doesn't seem to be going away. I don't know if I just need more sleep or more food or what, but yeah, annoyance. You have permission to to tell me what small things I do (laughs) that annoys you. It's not really anyone like specifically or anything. I don't know. It's just like, why? Life is so annoying. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Uh, Becky? For me, I'm trying out a new software. It's not new to me, but new to my work. So Elenco, it's always death by PowerPoint, Mm -hmm. right? Ton of PowerPoint slides. I'm going to be doing my first leadership program with Canva, which is I feel like much more engaging, a lot, a lot better videos, pictures, graphics. So super excited to see how that goes. It is outside of our normal PowerPoint realm. Uh, I maybe have gone off a little bit with like some of my creativity. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. It's different. So I'm excited to test it out. Awesome. We have a third person with us today, Miss Kaylee. Kaylee, uh, welcome. Hi. Thank you. <laughs> uh, okay. Before, we're going to have you introduce yourself, but first, what's on the rise for you this week? Scholarships, scholarships, and more scholarships. <laughs> the never-ending pile of them. It's a lot of work to fill out, but it's very rewarding in the end, so I'm just shoveling through my scholarships. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, the many mes- Midwesterns could relate right now. <laughs> uh, so Kaylee, as you can tell she's in high school, a senior, working on scholarships. She just told Ash and I she got 19 done. Yeah. And because it's not an even number, she's going to do another one. One more to go. <laughs> one more to go. <laughs> just because. Before we jump in, Kaylee, tell us, tell us, who are you? Where do you go to school? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So if you've listened before, I am the 17-year-old who manages to kick Ash's butt. No, she hangs with me. But no, my name is Kaylee. I go to Greenfield Central High School. I am a senior there, and I am actively involved in FFA. I'm actually serving as the president this year. Very exciting. I plan on going to nursing school. Haven't quite decided if it's going to be Purdue or IUPUI. So we'll see where that goes. And I just love working out and doing CrossFit. So seems like we all have something in common here. <laughs> yes. Uh, a woman of my own heart. FFA and CrossFit. Yes. <laughs> you two were definitely cut from the same cloth. I, <laughs> copy and... No. <laughs> we have, a little we, editing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Kaylee, thank you for being with us. I think it's a cool opportunity for us to talk to a current FFA member. Yeah. And president at that, we're like amongst royalty. I know. <laughs> yeah. I feel so honored. So honored. 
Uh, yes, the leadership is just glowing over here. Uh, let's. We're going to start off with a little bit of fun. Uh, let's talk about FFA as a whole. And Ash is more than welcome to ask questions. We're going to do a quick quiz. And this is for anyone who doesn't know FFA well, hopefully this gives you a glimpse into what FFA is all about. So first off, what is the FFA motto? The FFA motto is learning to do, doing to learn, earning to live, and living to serve. Oh, yes. Excellent. <laughs> <Okay>. You sounded <laughs> so I, uncertain. Well, no, the wording on it, every time, I've been in FFA for four years, and every time I always flip two lines, oh, and yeah. I don't know mm. how I managed to do that, but okay. here I am. Yeah. yeah. So. Here you are. Yes. You've made it this far, President. You've made it. <laughs> okay. Yes. FFA motto. Hopefully that gives a little bit around the purpose of FFA. I, I always think of the hands-on learning part, which I really appreciated when I was in FFA, not just like lectures, but all the hands-on learning you get to do and the yes. service. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next question, Kaylee. How many FFA members are there today? Oh man. They announced this at convention. <gasps> Probably, is it 700,000 something? Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. You are. So- Spoiler, Kaylee did FFA Quiz Bowl. Is that right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so she's, what does um, that mean? So Quiz Bowl oh. is, <laughs> so what you do is you study a series of FFA facts, um, knowledge, like it'll ask like how many acres are in the Indiana FFA leadership property and you could rattle that number off. So if you ever stuck on the side of the road, I mean, these are life-saving facts. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just a fun trivia contest okay. that... I right. did as a freshman. Okay. Yep. So it's going to be hard to stump her, basically. Yeah, it is, evidently. Uh, total number of members, 735,038. Okay. So yeah, excellent. How many were at convention this year? Ooh, I couldn't tell you. I don't remember. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a that A sea fact. of blue jackets. A sea. I think I heard it was over 60. Yeah. It was, yeah. That sounds close. Quite a few. Oh, here's a cool fact. FFA chapters can be found in 24 of the 25 largest cities. So that's pretty cool. I know New York City, Chicago, they have some FFA chapters. Yeah. Some people think just agriculture. No. Yeah, there's a lot more. So my friend asked me last night, is there a, a hub of some sort here in Indianapolis? So here in Indianapolis, we are home to the National FFA headquarters. Mm-hmm. Ah. So that is actually located in the heart of Indy. So okay. yeah, a okay. little fancy here Good in Indy. Know. Yeah. It's on the northwest side. Do you know the address? Oh my gosh. This it's is actually a quiz question. <laughs> no, I know it. I've been there. Um, something FFA Drive. Yeah. 6060. There we go. Wow. Yep. Every person's putting that in their Google Maps right now. Uh-huh. They their premier hop over there. Indianapolis site to see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it is. That's And okay. actually, that's how, before I moved to Indianapolis from Kansas, that's how I, this was, felt like my second home. Gotcha. Because I got to go to the FFA center on and off for a year when I was an officer. Okay. Okay. Kaylee, what do you think was Becky's favorite career development event, also known as a CDE? And then we probably need to expand on what that is more because I'm looking at Ash. Yeah, I have no clue. (laughs) So, okay. Tell us, what is a career development event? So we have CDEs and LDEs. Your career development is going to be more hands-on based type of contest. So that can look like forestry, well, where you'll go and judge forestry leaves and further apply that to maybe a job as like a natural or like a national parks. Mm-hmm. Um, 
honestly, their career development events have broadened quite a bit. There's vegetable judging, there's horticulture, anything really that you can make a career out of, you're developing your skills for that career through those contests. Vegetable judging? Yeah. So you, if, yes. if you're like one of those people that delivers groceries, you can get the best vegetables for your customers. I have nothing to say to that. <laughs> or if you're nothing. just an avid vegetable eater. Okay. All yeah. right. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. But when you think of the production side, like mm-hmm. knowing how the quality of vegetables you're raising, that Got type it. of stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to go ahead and take a stab and say poultry for you. Oh, that was such a good guess. I, it's funny because I hated chickens growing up and we had 200 of them and I did poultry judging, but I did not enjoy it. Uh, So that's a good guess though, because, and then I worked for Lanco and did chicken stuff. So somehow chickens have followed me throughout a lot of my career. My favorite CDE was actually job interview. Ooh, okay. I could see that now. Yes. I love job interview. Now I need to guess yours for fun. Okay. Being from, uh, I know, I know her advisor, so I want to say livestock, but I don't think that's it. Uh, so livestock judging is one. Okay. Uh, obviously livestock farm animals. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to say soils. Close. Forestry. Oh, it was so close. Forestry. (laughs) I loved forestry because joining FFA, I do not come from any type of ag background and that CDE falls right in the fall at the beginning of your year. So as a little freshman, timid, couldn't even tell you the difference between a cow and a bull at the time. I'm sorry, <laughs> Mr. Jacobs. <laughs> but uh, it was such an easy one to pick up on, and it didn't matter what kind of experience you had. You could just learn it. So I mm. felt very equipped to go judge some leaves. No, you're not judging leaves, but identifying them. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. Okay. I was somewhat close. Yes. Awesome. Uh, okay. Oh, this is actually another question for me to guess. And actually, I'll let you guess mine too. What was Kaylee's SAE? So first off, what is an SAE, Kaylee? So an SAE is a supervised agricultural experience. And what you are supposed to do with this is it is something you do on your own time and you're developing it involves the financial component of having a project. You're logging your hours, the time, the materials, the money you put into it. And you are doing something for the betterment of your knowledge uh, to your community or just agriculture as a whole. So Becky's SAE, you said you had a lot of chickens. Was it livestock production? What something there within the chickens? (laughs) Close, close. It was a, oh my gosh, it was small animal entrepreneurship. So actually chickens and rabbits. So also had over 200 rabbits. Hey. Yes. Wow. Let's just say my workout was doing chores as a student. How does one keep 200 rabbits? It was actually a big pole barn. Okay. Cages, individual feeders and waters. Winter was the worst. Okay. Which, but BT dubs, a pole barn is a very Midwestern thing. Oh. Just so you know. Do you not say that from New York? No. Oh. I what only do you say? recently learned what, uh, I, we don't have those. Oh. Yeah. What do you have? Barns. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. With, with like silos, you know, like dairy barns. Okay. Okay. That makes is there sense. like a horse barn, a dairy barn? Like, do you go yeah. by the species that's yeah. in it? Yes. Oh, okay. So mine would be a rabbit barn. Yes. Okay. With occasional <laughs> chickens running. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rabbits. Yeah. So small animal entrepreneurship. 
Now I need to guess yours. Is it agri-science? Some type of agri-science? Nope. It's, that face tells me no. no. <laughs> <laughs> it's diversified horticulture. So oh. at our school, we have a greenhouse where we sell plants and flowers in the spring. Very cool. So that's something I quickly became involved with. That's awesome. I feel like I should say, sorry, Mr. Jacobs, that I didn't guess that one. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> Mr. Jacobs is her FFA advisor mm, for those who yes. don't know. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. So when did the FFA start, guys? Becky. 1928. 1928. Yes. Okay. And why? Oh, do you want to take that? <laughs> <laughs> she says no. I, I don't know the exact like verbiage, but uh -huh. FFA started as a way for, it actually was their only men at first. Okay. So women were allowed in 1969 to come yeah. into FFA. So it was just men and it was a chance for these men to find community who were agriculture based. So it used to be called Future Farmers of America. Mm -hmm. No longer is it called that, which a lot of people, that's like, people for, don't realize that. It's mm -hmm. just FFA now. As Kaylee will talk about a little bit, she doesn't live on a farm. You don't have to be on a farm to be a part of the agriculture industry. And one of the cool things when she talked about career development events, those are all events that are supposed to be connected to careers you can have someday. And it's where industries like Elenco, we sponsor a career development event called Ag Issues. And so different companies in the industry help to create what's the criteria for these career development events so that these students are more set up. They're basically practicing for different careers they could take someday. So it started a bunch of farm guys who said, we want community connection. They did, leadership's been a big piece. So how do we also invest in how we grow our personal growth, premier mm -hmm. leadership? And over the time, it's just, it's evolved to be a lot more inclusive, I would say, and include a lot of different careers and parts of the food, um, textile, all of that industry. That's awesome. Okay. Thank you for answering my questions. <laughs> uh, any other questions? You Not at the moment. Kaylee? Not at the moment. Not at the moment. Cool. Okay. That was our trivia. I think we all passed. Uh, I have prizes for you after, so stick around. Let's, let's get to know Kaylee and her experience in FFA as it is today. So first off, why did you join the FFA organization? It's by random chance, really. <laughs> I quite literally grew up in the heart of Indianapolis, and I always loved playing sports growing up and having that competitive nature inside. But when I injured myself and got away from sports, I entered high school and I knew I wanted to be a part of a community and something new. So my friend so happened to have goats growing up and she's like hey you should try FFA and I laughed and thought it was the most ridiculous idea ever in fact I had I le legitimately could not tell you the difference between a cow and a bull I mean it took me some time <laughs> <laughs> but I signed up for it I had nothing to lose yeah and I so happened to land in the arms of Scott Jacobs, who at the time I had no idea who he was, yeah. but he's the advisor at Greenfield Central High School, and I fell in love with it from then on. And a really good ag teacher makes a big difference too. Yes. Yeah. And there's a lot of great ones out there. There are. Yep. So you've joined. It is a fluke. Now here you are, president, so you must enjoy this community of FFA. 
what what other roles have you played in FFA or what events that we haven't talked about that you've done that you really have enjoyed? Yeah, so as a freshman, it was sort of just getting my feet wet and trying out new things. I didn't do any of the livestock judging or those types of CDEs, but where I found I could really shine was in the LDEs. Those are our leadership development events. So I decided to do freshman creed speaking. That was one of my favorite contests besides forestry. (laughs) Creed speaking. Creed? So the creed is five paragraphs. It is written by E.M. Tiffany. And FFA members as freshmen are expected to recite to you this FFA creed of ideals, beliefs, and values that not only highlight FFA in the agricultural industry, but values you can carry on into your life as well. Okay. So I would answer questions. I would like recite this to a panel of judges and then answer questions on my beliefs and how it impacted the world. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So if you stick around for a bonus episode, she'll do it for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I might I feel be a little like, rusty. Like, can you wrap it? Because that, um, that seems like that would be the best way to deliver that kind of information. You know, we might incorporate that this okay. year with our freshman training. <laughs> that seems like a good plan. We're working on it okay. this year. Yeah. <laughs> But I loved LDEs and becoming involved in that. And then as a sophomore, I decided to interview for chapter office, and I became an executive committee member. So I wasn't quite a full officer, but I went to weekly meetings and helped plan chapter events and stuff. And I quickly became more and more involved. And so my junior year, I became vice president, and now I'm serving as president. And what I learned was... It didn't really matter where you came from in FFA. It was how you were going to show up and continue learning. And at the end of the day, I ended up learning a lot more than my peers around me because I was so interested in all of the new water I was in. And I mean, there were some ag lessons that were probably ridiculous to some of the kids who grew up on a farm. But I just was so amazed with literally how our food was made and the practices and how we could be sustainable with agriculture. I every day I learn something new. Mr. Jacobs always jokes, "You can go home now. You learn something new." <laughs> well, I can go in pretty quickly in his class. <laughs> oh, what a compliment! That's so nice. That's awesome. I that was that was very beautifully put. Just the it doesn't matter your background and how curious you've been and how exciting it's been to learn about where our food comes from and how things are produced. One, I know one of the struggles when I was in FFA even was people thinking that they didn't belong before they joined. They're like, well, that's not for me. Yeah. It's only for farm kids. So tell us a little bit about how FFA has become more inclusive and more diverse since you've been in it. So part of the inclusiveness is I do attend Greenfield. So Greenfield alone is a hybrid between city and country. If you go a little bit more west than us, you have it's complete rural community. And if you go east, it's pretty urban. And so I found quickly that I could find a place in being an urban kid in FFA. Um, Everyone around me never really stereotyped me for where I was raised, but what I could do. I remember at my first creed contest, the judge came up to my advisor and was like, where did you get her from? Because in FFA, there's normally names. Like everybody Mm -hmm. knows these long family-lived names Mm -hmm. of a farmer. And 
nobody had ever heard my name before. <laughs> He's like, oh, we got her off the side of 38th and Post. <laughs> and he did. <laughs> but what I learned was, like, even my own family thought, like, oh, it's for farmers. It's Future Farmers of America. And to this day, anytime I wear an FFA shirt, they're like, oh, Future Farmers of America. No, no, it's National FFA. It's just FFA. Mm -hmm. And every single day, I find myself explaining to people that we aren't just about that. We're, in fact, I'm not even going into an ag career, but I was still able to pick up on the leadership of the organization. And so I think it's really important that we continue to sell to people that we aren't about just ag. We're about the whole, a holistic approach to good leaders in our community and establishing an industry that can thrive because of other aspects besides agriculture. That's awesome. I hear, I hear you talk about leadership a lot. Yes. And I think that's something Ash and I have even seen. We're like, how old is this girl? <laughs> what? Just your ability. And uh, Kaylee also has the nickname Baby Yoda. With from a few people at the gym, so just her insights and her ability to lead and see people and recognize people is is outstanding. Tell us more about what has been the most impactful part. I heard you talk about leadership, but the most impactful part for you personally being an FFA. Mr. Jacobs, when I first joined, was like, "You are going to develop a network of people," and as a freshman, yeah, I, I have friends and. Oh, I know people. I remember going to contests and, oh, Scott, oh, and everybody just knew everyone. And I remember standing in the corner knowing absolutely no one. And I was like, you know, I have friends. I see what you're saying. But now as a senior, I went to donkey basketball the other night. Okay, <laughs> I promise you it's not all ag. <laughs> Yes, we rode donkeys and played basketball. But <laughs> I remember looking around the stadium and seeing all of these individuals who had either one, provided me with career assistance, two, they had done job interviews with me, helped filled out scholarship recommendations, done job shadows, and I simply just stood there and I finally understood what he meant by you are going to create a network of people. This network allowed me to be Becky. And I'm now able to go to CrossFit and surround myself with an even bigger community of people. My advisor's wife has been a nurse her entire life. And as I pursue into my nursing career, she has provided me with countless resources to help me there. And I've been able to go to a land co where they have been kind enough to help us prepare for different LDEs and CDEs and just the community as a whole in agriculture is always there for you. And I think it's pretty special that a kid like me who had no foot or place in the ag industry now has a huge network of support that I can continue to use throughout my life. Mm -hmm. oh, that's, that's so really cool. cool. Uh, and actually, Kaylee, I, I forget, but yes, the first time we met, you came to Alenco. And you're practicing creed, right? Yeah. You're creed speaking. And then it was, what, three years, four years later when yeah. you found yeah. me on Instagram, three years, yeah, and uh, reached out. So you just never know when your paths are going to cross again. Yeah. It's but a beautiful thing. It is. that, oh, And I love that when you talk about that network, it is so rich and uh, definitely a good 
selling point as to something people probably don't even think about that being a part of FFA can give them. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit more. You mentioned nursing. Yeah. Yes. Okay. How is, how is being a part of ag education and FFA prepared you to be successful as a nurse? So I know what you all are thinking. No, I'm not going to veterinary nursing. (laughs) I'm going to go work on people, not animals. But despite not going into the ag industry, the network and the leadership development events have truly prepared me for my future career. Um, On my very first chapter meeting, I actually learned how to shake a hand and look someone in the eyes and present myself professionally. Along with this, each day we work on job applications, resumes, how to fill out scholarship essays, and truly speak to people face-to-face. And I think that's a skill that a lot of my generation is lacking, is how to present yourself professionally and just look an adult in the eye and speak to them. I think, too, my network of people, I've been on three or four job shadows just being able to see like what it's like to be a nurse. And with this, Purdue is home to a lot of FFAers. And so I've been able to go on several college visits and sort of see what my future college options could be and just truly prepare me for my future. Mm -hmm. So I think without FFA, I wouldn't have really any sense of direction on who to pick up the phone and call and ask, like, hey, can you help me with this or that? It's been really impactful to just have a support of people in whatever direction I go. And I've never felt wrong for not going into the ag industry. It's not something that we in FFA push on you. We push the fact that you need to be a good citizen and develop and learn and impact your community. The last line of the creed is that I can exert an influence in my home and community, which will stand solid for my part in that inspiring task. And that line truly applies to everyone, as it doesn't matter if you're going into the ag industry or me, I'm going into nursing, but it's the fact that I'm leaving a mark and putting an influence on my home and community. And yeah, it's, it's just a beautiful thing. It is. If our microphones weren't attached to the table, that'd be a, a good mic drop moment. It's a <laughs> yeah. good, that is a beautiful line. Might dent the table a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who specifically in FFA do you want to give a shout out to? My advisor, Scott Jacobs, and you, Becky. I don't think you realize how much you've helped me on my journey from freshman creed speaking to you have put a lot of time into developing me as a leader mm-hmm. and just being a phone call away anytime I need anything. So thank you. That is super sweet. And I think the cool thing, I'm sure Mr. Jacobs would say this too, that that fresh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That relationship goes both ways, right? So like Mr. Jacobs probably gets a lot from you as well, just as I do. Uh, so thank you for pushing us to keep growing and learning and challenging the way we think and approach things and just FFA. Yeah. That network teaching you to be a good friend, a good person. Yeah. Yeah. Becky, I'm curious to hear your answers to some of these questions. Um, what, just starting with what was the most impactful part of FFA for you? For me, it was 
very much the leadership side, similar to Kaylee. We're kind of similar. Some of these (laughs) things. One of the things that was super impactful for me as well, we talk about teachers. I changed the way that I saw myself quite a bit through FFA. Hmm. I started off very shy. I joined because my older sister was in it and she's really good at peer pressuring me, (laughs) bullying, whatever you want to say. As older sisters are. Yeah. Yeah. You've got, you know. And so I joined and I was quiet and hesitant, similar to Kaylee, didn't know anyone. And the open arms that people extended to me, I definitely started to open up, but then I did not want to run for chapter office. And my ag teacher told me, Becky, you should do this. I think you could do it. So eventually I did. And that just trickled through the rest of my FFA career, having Mm -hmm. teachers or role models say, Becky, have you thought about doing this? And most of the time the answer was no, I didn't think I was good enough or I didn't think that I could do that. And those people gave me the confidence to take risk and my journey. I wouldn't be, sadly, I probably wouldn't be sitting here with any of you if it wasn't for FFA because I got to do a year long, quote unquote, kind of like an internship as a national officer in Indianapolis, all across the U.S., I met Elenco during that time. I had no idea who Elenco was because I was from Kansas and I didn't pay attention to the products we were purchasing <laughs> for animals. And so really like the tra- trajectory of my career without a doubt was influenced by FFA very, very much. And even the, the path I took in building the confidence and belief in myself was very much thanks to the people in FFA. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard for me, like knowing your career path and your story to think about where you would be without it. It's, I don't, yeah, it's kind of one of those things that's hard to separate. I don't know if we've ever talked about this. Fun fact, before FFA, I was going to go and do broadcast journalism. Hmm. Yeah. And then I realized I like talking with people <laughs> a lot more than talking at them. <laughs> and and yet, then here, here we, we are, are podcasting. <laughs> We're glad to have you. <laughs> <We're-> <laughs> Oh, no, I don't, I don't think I knew that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And then fact. when I, because of FFA, I did ag communications instead. And now that, gosh, ag communications. Now I'm doing learning and development at Elenco. Yeah. So communicating, but in a, a very in different, a different way. way. That's awesome. Yeah. So then my other, my last question for you is how have you seen the FFA change over the years, whether it's, you know, the last couple of years or what since you were part of it? The biggest thing for me has been the expanded opportunities, as well as really trying to brand ourselves as not just for ag mm. kids. Yeah. And so those two things, the the additional opportunities, one, I think there's a lot more opportunities for kids who have different backgrounds. I mean, you can have a supervised ag experience working at a restaurant that can count food service. So those additional opportunities have been huge for the inclusivity and even just expanding the viewpoint of careers people can go into. And the other piece, FFA has been very diligent recently with creating, you know, diversity and inclusion committee and having students and teachers and past um, alumni be a part of that to discuss and influence. How do we just continue to make these opportunities available to anyone? So this would be the top two ways. That's awesome. Yeah. So, okay, my my last average person question. <laughs> average person question. Are there people that are paid to work for the FFA? Is Mr. Jacobs paid through the school? Is he a volunteer? What? How does this work? Yes. Where Where do these people come from? 
Yes to all of it. Yes to all of it. So the National FFA, yeah. 6060 FFA Drive, uh-huh. here in Indianapolis, they so there are National FFA staffers. Oh, so there are people off, you know there. Yeah. And <laughs> and there's people there who are in charge of training officers and people who are in charge of raising money for different events for students, leadership conferences. And then there's also the ag teachers paid for by those school districts. So the school district gotcha. would, would fund them. Okay. And then there's also lots of volunteers like myself. <laughs> I get paid in smiles and hugs. And the happiness. Yes. Uh, awesome. But I, I get, I mean, for me, volunteering with people like Kaylee just feels like fun. Yeah. So it really is, doesn't even feel like volunteering. She's okay. She's okay. She's all right. Yeah. I will say that even the paid individuals, the teachers, they do get compensated from the school. But if you think about it, our advisors are there. 5 and 6 a.m. before school. Mm-hmm. They're there all day at school. And then after school until 10 or 11 at night. And then they also spend their weekends with us. And when I say the ag room is my second home, it is complete honesty. Yeah. So I don't, the people in FFA definitely aren't there for the monetary compensation. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Cool. No there further questions. People. No, <laughs> no further questions. As we get ready to close, Kaylee, what can our listeners do to support FFA? It's FFA week. Woohoo! Um, what can they do to support this great organization? Yeah, so FFA Give Day is Thursday, February 24th. So go ahead. You can go to FFA.org and go ahead and just donate what you can. Um, we certainly appreciate it. And you could go support young individuals like myself, <laughs> not sponsored. <laughs> and then also just volunteer at a local chapter, reach out. Um, we certainly can always use help for events and just invest in youth today. And if you can get any of your grandchildren, niece, nephew, just get them involved with something like FFA. I certainly recommend it. You have definitely shown the value of that today. Yes. If, if you're an Alenco employee, you can check our social media handles. If you're like, what website does she say? FFA.org is so long. <laughs> if you're thinking that, don't worry. Go to our social media handles. We're going to post about FFA Give Day. And actually, Alenco employees, um, our Alenco Foundation will match up to $250. So if you go donate, make sure you record wow. that in our Alenco Healthy Purpose Portal. If you're an Alenco employee, you know what I'm talking about. If you're not, you're like, what is that? Don't worry about it. Uh, so go support FFA Thursday, FFA Give Day. And like Kaylee said, volunteer. There's also with Culver's. Oh, tell you us You can more. go get a dollar scoop at Culver's and they match it every year. Oh. And then I can go to national convention and have a scoop oh. of custard. Oh my gosh. If you're ready to give up that New Year's resolution, go get your custard. <laughs> Get it? You're supporting students. If you have to break your diet, just you're doing it for a good cause. Uh-huh. Give it to your dog. <laughs> Give it to Get your a pup dog. cup. There you go. Get a pup cup. Wow. Well, with that, thank you so much, Kaylee, for joining us and celebrating FFA Week. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes. Well, we can't wait to follow your journey. And I'm sure without a doubt, you'll be successful. And a big shout out to all the ag teachers, volunteers, national FFA staff. Thank you for what you do. Hopefully what you heard here from Kaylee is just once again, reiterating the power of this organization and the people involved. Awesome. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.